1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. This is 105.9 The Region. I'm Tina Cortez with On The Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. Our expert from REMAX Prime Properties is Asif Khan. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. Now, this is the last weekend in March, the first three months of 2023, almost in the books. How would you describe the first quarter of the year in real estate? I would say it's been as advertised. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that we were anticipating as we closed out 2022. We knew that sales would still be down a little bit, but with the interest rates leveling off and, and, and you know, the Bank of Canada pausing their rate hikes or, or even limiting them, we felt that buyer activity would increase. People would come off the fence. The people that have been waiting for six months, eight months, 10 months would now start to get back into the market and create those bidding wars and the multiple offer situations because we really haven't added any inventory. And that's exactly what's happening. So there's less anxiety and they're feeling that there is more stability in the market? And also, you know, people know that this is the new normal. We're not going to get back to those 2% or 2.5% interest rates. So this is where things are going to be for a long, long time. This is where things were for a long, long time before the the pandemic period decreases in, in the interest rates. So now that they're back to a normal type of market, there's that sense of calm and Although the affordability has changed, they know that this is where it's going to be. Affordability has changed, but what about in terms of expectations? Expectations haven't changed right Mm. now. And that's the challenge that a lot of people are facing because they are hearing different things in the market about prices, you know, still going to be falling and people are going to default on their mortgages. But we're not seeing that in the field. And, And that's the disconnect that we have between public perception and reality. And, you know, people just need to be educated a little bit more on what's happening in terms of market activity right now to be able to navigate through. Okay, so let's talk about some of those specifics. What are you actually seeing in the field? What we're seeing right now is uh, obviously a lot of demand. So demand has started to increase again after uh, being in a lull for about eight or 10 months. And we're not seeing the supply hit the market. So there's not a a lot of catalysts to make people sell. And the people that are anticipating, you know, people putting their homes on because they can't afford it, we're not seeing that. People in Canada still have a lot of equity in their home. There's about almost 50% of homeowners in Canada that don't even have a mortgage. So the rates don't really affect them. So it hasn't translated into a massive sell-off. Do you have your clients also suggesting, you know what, I think I can get three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand over for my home? Yeah, and what we saw in the bidding wars over the pandemic period was exactly that. People were getting a hundred and fifty thousand over, two hundred thousand dollars over. You heard stories in in the news about people getting four, five hundred thousand dollars over asking. And when you hear bidding wars and multiple offers, that's the first thing that comes to mind. But Bidding wars and multiple offers in this environment is a lot different than it was before. Now you're getting asking. You're getting asking with conditions. You're getting maybe ten, fifteen thousand over asking if the house is showcased properly and 
desirable and you've got five, 10 people wanting it, but you're not seeing the 50,000, a hundred thousand, $200,000 over asking. And that's, again, there's a disconnect there on what's meant by a bidding war multiple offer and what's actually happening. I've asked you to start the conversation here about what the first three months look like. What do you anticipate for the next three? I, I think the demand is going to continue to increase and you know we're, we're not going to see the supply because a lot of builders had taken a couple of years off through the pandemic period. And that could have been because of construction costs, because of low demand. But now we're going to start to feel that pinch. So the supply issue is going to be worse than it was over the last five years because we haven't seen the supply increase as we needed it to. Are you seeing that supply issue across the board in York Region or are there areas where, you know what, there is a bit more inventory, there might be a bargain to be had? There's, There may be a bargain to be had, but it would maybe be a fixer-upper. But again, the demand is so high right now, I wouldn't count on a bargain coming across your table in York Region. And it, it's not a York Region problem by itself. It's a North American problem. I was just at our international conference in, in Las Vegas uh, about a month ago and hearing from realtors from across North America, from across the globe, that they don't have enough inventory to satisfy the, the demand that's out there is a very common theme. And what about then getting your foot in the door in terms of the real estate market? Because those prices for a single family home seem unattainable. How do they get into the market? Well, again, it's uh, it's time in the market that gets you your equity in a home. So start off with whatever you can afford. And, you know, there's everyone wants that home that they're going to live in for 10 years or 20 years. But start off by saying, you know, I'm going to get my foot in the door and I'm going to live here for three to five years and, and then make your move to your next home. So it's a stepping stone. Get into the market uh, with whatever you can afford and then be able to move up later on. The, the, with the prices of rents right now, sometimes it's cheaper to have a mortgage. The trick is the down payment. And that's where, you know, we're seeing a lot of bank of mom and dad come into play and uh, and be able to help their kids get into the market. Is the first step, are you finding often the condo market? It is. And there's a lot of inventory in condos. Well, much more inventory in condos than there is in the uh, single family detached or semis and towns because they're getting scooped up so quickly. So that might be your first step is to get into a condo and then eventually move into a home. After the break, a check on the market in Western Ontario. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's radio real estate show. Over to my co-host and our real estate expert, Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties with today's guest, Asif. Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Ryan Hodge, broker owner of the realty firm in London, Ontario. Ryan, welcome to On the Market. Thanks so much. It's an honor to be here. Ryan, you've definitely seen uh, lots of markets that have had ups and downs. and, And recently you were quoted as saying that, This is a market for real estate professionals, not order takers. Tell our listeners a little bit about what you mean and and what distinguishes the two different types of uh, realtors out there. 
sure. I, I think that, you know, the most important thing to recognize right now is that we've really switched. I mean, we're in, in southwestern Ontario, and we just came off of, you know, three three years of just the most volatile real estate activity, at least that I've ever seen. And by about the fourth quarter of last year, it was like a, a faucet was turned off. And so many realtors out there that have been, you know, newer or new to the business, even experienced agents, have really been more of in an order taker scenario. You know, they are listening to their clients as far as the price, they're giving them the price, they're marketing at that price, and oftentimes they're seeing, you know, multiple offers way over asking as far as the value that um, that ends up. And what's happened is, is with that switch, the realtors really need to learn a whole new skill set that maybe they haven't in the past. Taking it to more of a you know, consultant approach, being the pillar and portal of real estate information and consulting the client rather than just, you know, being able to take on any price and have a home sell. So on the other side of that equation, uh, Ryan, what about the listener, the consumers out there? You know, they're hoping to work with someone that they can trust that connects with them. How do they find that person? Well, I think that it's important to look at a number of things, you know, experience being one of them and, you know, a real, real, you know, sussing out process of, you know, what is an agent's, you know, list to sale ratio? How long are they on the market? Do they have experience selling in, you know, different areas? And it's great to be a new agent, but that new agent must possess proper skill sets and it's important for the consumer to find something that aligns with their vision for what they want this process to look like. And, and Ryan, there seems to be a disconnect between reality and perception. And as realtors that are out there working in the trenches, we start to see things happen a lot quicker than what's reported on social media or what people are thinking is happening out there. How does the client navigate through that? Well, I think that the number one complaint that most agents have gotten over the last, you know, 10 years has been a lack of communication. And so I think that a really good, strong, open communication process between the realtor or real estate professional and the client is crucial. And that goes both ways. And it starts right from the beginning in terms of a consultation and what what the consumer's expectations are. And I think that if the right questions are asked and people understand, you know, what the, the approach and the vision is for the consumer, then the consumer is going to be able to ask their realtor or, you know, whoever they're interviewing questions about what that looks like for them. And the truth in the matter is absolutely crucial. What does the process really look like? What can, you know, the consumer actually expect versus, you know, what they may perceive was, was happening six months ago? And a bit of a follow-up to that then, Ryan, how do you keep your consumer, your client expectations realistic, especially if there are those um, bidding wars or multiple offer situations? How do you navigate those areas? Well, I think that every house is, is different. I think that every experience is different. I believe that, you know, every client and seller has different motivation. You know, some people just want to test the market. Some people just want to, you know, buy and sell with, within a fair market value range. And then other people are, you know, oftentimes in a, a challenging situation where they need to offload their property. And so I think that, you know, a realtor can really work with the client 
to understand what fair market value is. And it, it's not the, the seller that determines what the, the home's going to sell for. It's certainly not the realtor. It's a decision that's made between the buyer and the seller as far as what fair market value actually looks like. And in your market, Ryan, Western Ontario, London to be specific, you guys have seen a lot of different, you know, having all these moving parts that some communities don't have because you've got a huge university population. You had people moving from the GTA out to London, Ontario. What have you seen over the last couple of years and and where are you right now? So we've seen a a really drastic uptick in price over the last few years. I think that you know, when I started 10 years ago, our average sale price was, or sorry, when I started 15 years ago, our average sale price was in and around 220000 By this time last year, we had reached over 800000 as an average sale price. Now, what we see from this time this year to this time last year was a drastic drop in average sale price. We dropped about 25% on average, but... What was really interesting was that the average sale price went from about 585000 in January to up over 625000 in February. So we've actually seen an uptick in just one month's time period. And so what we're hearing here in Toronto about the London market is that sales are plunging and prices are rising. Is that accurate? Well, I mean, we're certainly, we've certainly seen a, a sale plunge. We were down uh, more so as far as the number of sales in, uh, since 1995, to lend some perspective. So that's a major, major difference. We don't know if, if the sales are going to plunge entirely because we've just seen that, you know, month after month where it actually increased. I think that this spring market's really going to tell us a lot about where the actual average sale price will stand. But we've certainly seen, you know, a significant decrease from just one year ago. And even going back a couple of years, Ryan, let's talk a little bit about the uh, university students coming back in full-time, the rental market. How has that played a role in increasing the rents over there? Because your rents have really skyrocketed over the last year. Most definitely, and, and lack of inventory for, for renting as well. I mean, it, it's been challenging to find, you know, something to lease even. So we're seeing, a, you know, a, a drastic difference, uh, especially in that university, you know, area. London's a massive university town, both with the University of Western and, of course, Fanshawe College, which has, has dramatically expanded over the years as well. So the volatil- volatility in that market is certainly strong. We have a a heavy, heavy um, out-of-town investor that's looking to buy here as well. So it's all driven the prices up, you know, dramatically. And in terms of looking ahead to the spring market, what do you expect? Uh, well, I mean, I expect it to be steady. You know, we, we've seen a couple months here where, you know, sales were weighed down, but we've seen a lot more inventory starting to come on the market. You know, the agents that we work with in, in all of our, our local markets have, have started to get a lot busier. We are seeing some multiple offers, which has been surprising because for a couple months there, we were hardly seeing any. So we're seeing a number of properties that are going over, over asking, not as drastically as they were, you know, not hundreds of thousands of dollars over asking in most cases, but we are seeing a little bit more competition than we have in the last few months. So I expect that to remain steady, especially... Yeah, uh, with the recent, you know, announcement that interest rates held. 
And, and Ryan, with with that, the, with the interest rates holding, what are you seeing in terms of buyer confidence? Do you see buyers coming off the fence now? Are you seeing more people come out in London, Ontario specifically, to purchase? And what type of properties are they purchasing? Well, let's talk about residential resale uh, as the, the number one that people are certainly purchasing. I think that, you know, the initial interest rate hikes, you know, scared some buyers off, you know, kept them on the fence. But again, that's really... Uh, the role of the realtor right now is to educate the consumer as to what this actually looks like. Because let's face it, for a number of years here, we've been pretty spoiled with interest rates. And, you know, even when I look back to, you know, almost 20 years ago when I bought my first house, interest rates were similar to what what they are right now. And and nobody balked at that. So I think that what's happened is, you know, we've been in this, you know, transitional period where, People have questions, they have concerns, they're a little bit scared to purchase. But when you look at, you know, the reality of the situation, these interest rates are still quite competitive. And we always try and educate, you know, our consumers. It's not about, you know, marrying the rate. It's more about marrying the house and, and your long-term vision. So, so we see as this transition ends and we're into a bit more of a stabilized or balanced market, there's going to be a lot more confidence for the buyers to get there, out there and purchase with confidence and certainty. And Ryan, what about those buyers that moved from the GTA to London? Are they staying or do they need to move back? We're seeing a lot of people that are still moving in. I mean, we've had a massive influx, especially through the pandemic. You know, a lot more people can work remotely. Uh, London is certainly, um, you know, a, a much less as far as, you know, average sale price and cost of living than, you know, some of the big, uh, big, big cities. And so, we're seeing a lot of people find confidence in, in buying in London because they can sell in, you know, a, a much higher, you know, sale price area and move here, get twice the house even in some cases for significantly less. So I think the confidence will remain. And Ryan, what about condos? I, I know we're seeing a lot of development all across Western Ontario with uh, condos specifically. How has that been welcomed into the London community and What's the average price? What are you seeing in terms of mid-rise, low-rise, high-rise? Well, I think anything in, in between five hundred and eight hundred thousand for you know a number of the condos in, in in both categories is pretty much the average. We have a very very strong condo market. You know, not near what what the GTA is or, or some of the larger cities, but. We see a lot of people buying that. They, you know, do want the ease. Um, our condo fees are, are usually significantly less than most cities. Um, but we are seeing a bit of a slowdown with the new developments. You know, a lot of builders, they're not moving as much inventory. They have a lot of, you know, inventory that is sitting. I'm sure that they want to see, you know, the consumer confidence increase as well. And that would apply to a lot of the, the new developments with condos also. And Ryan, at this time, parents are looking at universities for their kids, and if they want to buy something or rent something, where can they reach out to contact you? Uh, they can reach out to me anytime. They can actually call me direct, 519-859-5408. They can always go to www.ryanhodge.ca as well. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us for On the Market. It's an honor. Thank you. When we come back, your questions for Asif Khan. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. 
Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On The Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market. Time now for your questions for Asif Khan. And we begin with Sally in Thornhill. She has driven by your office in the area and is considering selling her home. Should she book an in-person visit? And what type of information would she need to get the process started? Asif. Yeah, definitely. An in-person visit would be great. And, and you know, thank, thanks for driving by the office and we'd love to chat with you. Uh, what, what would be even better would be a visit to your home. And that way, what we can do is figure out what you have, what you need, what we need to do to help you and what you need to do to have your house ready for sale. How does it match up with your neighboring houses? What do they have? What do you have? So there's a lot of questions that we can answer with an in-person visit to your home. What you would need to do is basically just uh, start decluttering the house, making sure that anything that you don't need right now is packed away. And then after that, uh, we'll, we'll get into the property do an evaluation while we're on site and be able to help you out with pricing and timing. And when you talk to Sally and meet with her in her home, will you also go through those areas that perhaps need a bit of a renovation or a bit of a refresh? Yeah, we do. And and we have people that do help out with that as well. So you don't have to stress that you're going to have to find someone. I mean, it's a a very different uh, environment out there to try and get a contractor. So if we can help out and do a lot of this stuff and arrange it for you, then it takes a lot of stress off of uh, your hands. So yeah, we can uh, definitely connect and be able to guide you and advise you with the proper changes that you need to make. How long is the lead up time if you're thinking about selling perhaps in the fall? You know, well, a lot of people took the March break holiday to do that. And and some of them will take the Easter break to do that. You want to get on when there's less competition. So whether it be later in the spring or early summer or fall, you want to make sure that you're timing it with less inventory on the market. And then again, it depends on why you're moving. If you're moving to get closer to a school, you obviously want to purchase before the fall or and, and be able to sell before the fall. So it depends on your timing. We can go through and and be able to help you with your timing and lead up time. It depends on the renovations or the changes that need to be made in the house. Other, if you don't have to do any renovations, basically lead up time is maybe four or five days to get the house on the market. And what types of renovations are we talking about? We're not talking about a huge overhaul, are we? No, because you want to be able to get what you put into the renovation Mm -hmm. out of it at the end. So we don't want to make any major changes. We want to showcase your home in the best light possible. And that could just be a fresh coat of paint. It could be just adding some curb appeal, maybe fixing up the power areas like the kitchens, the bathrooms, and, and just being able to present that home so that the mainstream buyers come in and it's they can envision themselves in that property. Our next question comes from Elisa, and I hope she was listening earlier in the show because she is moving her son to university in the fall but isn't sure how to search for a rental or if rental prices are out of reach like they are in the GTA, should they consider buying instead? Asif? And this is a great question for Ryan. And again, it depends on, uh, Lisa, where you're moving your child to. And if you're you're competing in a very uh, large city, then you're going to be faced with larger rents or higher rents. But 
there's some good deals out there. It depends how far you want to be from the university. Usually in the first year, there's a, a lot of uh, universities that offer dorms, but you know you might be looking for the second year or third year. Uh, do you want to share with other students? Do you just want a place just for your child? So there's a lot of factors to consider. And again, we can guide you with that as well. So that's where a real estate professional really does come into play and show their worth, right? It really is. And, you know, like with me having gone through with my two daughters and, and you know, eventually with my son, you need to know what's available, what the safe areas are, what to look for. And there's some bulletin boards in the university with, with people that want to share, but you also have to make sure that it's a right fit with your child because we've gone through it where it hasn't been a right fit with one of our child. And you want to make sure that they're in the best position to succeed at university and they don't need that stress at home. So there's a lot that goes into selecting the right place, uh, more than just the rental price. So uh, yeah, let's chat. So Asif, I guess it's incumbent on parents and guardians to get to know someone who knows the area or the market, right? Exactly, because you need to know uh, you know, it may be close to university, but it could be a bad pocket of town. So mm-hmm. you want to have that local expertise to be able to give you all of that information ahead of time so that you're, again, putting your child in the best position to succeed. As a reminder, if you have questions for On The Market, hit send anytime to info at 1059theregion.com. But Asif, if our listeners prefer to contact you directly, how can they do that? You know, they can call me on my cell at 416-985-5426. That's 416-985-CON. If you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. I'm Tina Cortez. Thank you for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.